Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome to DC. <laughs> What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Here with you live and local on the Team 980 and always streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me for the next three hours. I'll take you up to 3 o'clock here on the new midday show here in town. Burgundy and gold today. The combination of myself, the legend, Scott Jackson, in the DOC, Rick Doc Walker. We got you covered weekdays 12 to 3 right here on the Team 980. The best Washington Commanders coverage in town. We got expert analysis, fan reaction, and the biggest names in Burgundy in gold history. I'm going to preface everything I'm about to say today. This is real. This, this, is coming, this is coming from my heart. I've been a fan of this football team for 15 years at this point. Since I was seven years old, I remember watching Redskin games. Despite this football team doing everything in their power to keep me down, I'm here. I've made it. There was a point in time on Sunday during Burgundy and Gold Game Day Live where I said to my co-host Denton Day during the break, well, at least we get paid to suffer, right? Because in previous years, I'd have to suffer watching this hot garbage product And then wake up the next morning and have to go to class. But Sunday I sat back and I said, okay, let me have some perspective. Linnell, you're getting to do what you love. I beat the odds already. I'm living my childhood dream. Don't let this team put a cloud over your spirit, young man. I'm talking to myself when I say this. You've come too far to risk it all on this organization that was bad before you started to care. This is 20 plus years of organizational malpractice. And now, finally, in October of 2022, in October of 2022, it's finally rearing its ugly head. And at the age of 24, I I, I think I've finally come to grips with the fact that this team is going to continue to collect checks whether I'm miserable or not. Well, guess what? As I sit here on October 4th, 2022, I'm bitter I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm confused. But let me tell you what I'm even more upset about. My colleagues all last week told me, Linnell, relax, it's only week four. Chill out, buddy, you're going to kill yourself. You're never going to make it through the season at this rate. No matter what happens on Sunday, there's a long way to go. If you all listen to this station on a regular basis, you all know last week, I dubbed this a must-win football game against the Dallas Cowboys. I was so hell-bent on this weekend's game being a must-win because I know just how ugly things could get moving forward. This team is hanging on for dear life right now. Let's be real. This football team 
as we currently sit here on October the 4th, 2022, the Washington Commanders are in a bad, bad place. Four weeks into the season, this team is hanging on for dear life. The frustration within this locker room is starting to mount. The sense of urgency within the fan base has reached an all-time high. I'm 24 years old. A lot of folks will say I'm wet behind the ears. I get a lot of heat around this building for being brutally honest about the product on the field. I may rub folks the wrong way with just how passionate I am about this group. Guess what? I don't give a damn. I'm going to continue to be me Monday through Friday or whenever I get airtime. I'm just, I'm just so tired of the pushback that I've been getting having to do on-air therapy sessions, folks trying to silence me from dropping the necessary hammer on this pathetic football team. Oh, Linnell, there's 14 games left. Oh, oh Linnell, this is, this is a week-to-week league. Oh, Linnell, you're not going to make it far in this business, calling people out. You're being too honest. Let me tell you all something. My family was brought up and raised in a Montgomery County project known as Lincoln Park. Over 150 years of tradition in history. My father was one of the biggest gangsters the city of D.C.'s ever seen. I'm cut from a different cloth, ladies and gentlemen. I'm as real as they come as far as the folks who get airtime on this station to help both of the damn stations. I've been in a position where we didn't have enough money to put food on the table. We had to wait in line, cold as hell, at a damn church to get a meal. I've been through struggle. I know what it's like to overcome adversity. I know what it's like to have your backs against the wall. But at some point, enough is enough. I'm done sugarcoating how the hell I feel when it comes to the Washington Commanders. At some point, someone within that organization has to take accountability and has to be held responsible for their actions. At some point, you run out of excuses for what the hell has transpired over the last four weeks. We're only a month in, and this group already looks lifeless offensively. The Commanders now rank 32nd, dead last, dead last in the National Football League in yards per play offensively. Carson Wentz's QBR has gone down each and every week. This offensive line for the past three weekends has been outmatched and has been outmanned, and this coaching staff and these players haven't done a damn thing about it. Nothing. No one's done anything about it. The offensive line couldn't hold up against me in pass protection. We have tremendous weapons offensively on this football team. But all of that is pretty much irrelevant right now for an offense that has scored 18 damn points over the past two weekends. This is what happens when your offensive line isn't good and when you don't trust your offensive line. You run the ball too much. You're throwing screens, quick passes, max protection play actions, leaving guys in the chip on downfield passes. It makes your playbook condense, and you become predictable. That's where we stand right now a month into the season. That's where we're at offensively right now with this group. And our $28 million quarterback is playing like a 10-cent quarterback. When do you make changes, Ron? Where is your sense of urgency? Being a football coach is a hell of a lot more than just being a good human or a good person. You are judged by wins and losses in this league. This ain't nothing new. This is nothing new. We all know this. He knows it. The same as it's been, Scott, just like I said last week, there is a sense of urgency. You know, we've got to get the ship right and we've got to go out and make plays and we've got to go out and, you know, we all have to do better. We, we do. Players, coaches, you know, um, our staff, every, we just got to do better. And, and we know that. And again, it's, it's just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep, you know, everybody keep pulling, everybody keep pushing in the same direction. We've got a chance. This is year three. This is year three, Ron. You've been here for three seasons. Your team has regressed every year. Yet we have to sit and listen to lip service every Monday following another loss. I got to hear why this group isn't good enough. I got to hear why this group isn't competitive. And that's my issue. We're not even competitive. 
We're on the pregame show Sunday. Craig Hoffman and Logan Paulson do a great job every weekend dissecting this ugly product before it rears its ugly head. At some point, you have to reach the point of no return with this group. When do you feel as if you're fooling the people who give you their hard-earned money? When do you feel as if you're finessing the system? When? When? This team has won seven games the past two seasons. The man who is currently the head coach and de facto general manager of this football team promised us all offseason long, anytime he got in front of a microphone, anytime anyone who would listen, what did they tell us? Year three was supposed to be the year. You take a significant jump forward, correct? This team has regressed. This locker room is starting to turn on each other. The effort, both sides of the football, isn't there on a play-in, play-out basis. Guys are fighting for their damn lives, but this coaching staff continues to fail to put guys in the proper positions to be successful. This isn't high school. This isn't college. This isn't Coach Loxley's boys playing Big Ten football. This is the National Football League. You've now reached a point four weeks into the season where you look lifeless. But yet, they understand the sense of urgency. You don't understand a goddamn thing. Don't say you understand the sense of urgency. That's what I get frustrated about. Be honest. This isn't Carolina. Let this thing continue to trend in the direction it's been trending. And you see how long Riverboat Ron lasts here in D.C. You'll see. You'll see. I'm not calling for nobody's jobs. I'm not here to do that. I don't get paid enough to do that. But what I, what I, what I will tell you, what I will say, is that at some point, someone has to be held responsible for what's happened the past four weeks. You're on a three-game losing streak. We'll get to the numbers here as the show continues to progress. It's awful. It is god-awful. This team isn't even competitive at this point. But I had to listen to folks all week last week tell me that I'm panicking. That it's too early in the season. That it's Dallas week. Who the hell cares about Dallas week? We can't even win a damn game. We can't even be competitive. Oh, but the great thing about it is, guys, the great thing about it is Monday, yesterday, that pay window was wide the hell open, and every last one of the people in that building collected a check. Every last one of them. So I don't know why I get up here and get frustrated. I don't know why I let it all hang out. I don't know why I leave my emotions on my sleeve. It's falling upon deaf ears, apparently. There's nothing Linnell could do to save the Washington Commanders. There's nothing none of this fan base could do to save the Washington Commanders. Craig Hoffman can't do anything. Pete Medhurst can't do anything. Chris Russell can't do anything. Kevin Sheehan can't do anything. Doc Walker can't do anything. Scott Jackson can't do anything. It's over. Who the hell is this team going to beat on the remaining schedule? We had 14 games left to go. Excuse me, 13 games left to go. Who is this, who is this group going to beat? You tell me. The damn phones are down. I'd love to hear from you all. I would. I would, but I know you hear me out there, and you understand exactly where I'm coming from. I don't have anybody to report to. I don't have anyone to check in with. This is me. This is what I feel. I can give a damn who agrees or who doesn't disagree, or whatever the hell you want to call it. This is who I will be for the remainder of the season. I'm done being muzzled. I'm done having people try to tell me I'm tripping. I'm done being looked at as some angry man. I want wins. Is there something wrong with that? Is there something wrong with me having an expectation for this group? All we heard all offseason long, year three, year three, year three, Ron Rivera and this staff would be lucky Lucky. They better pray on it that they make it 17 weeks. Because at the rate this thing is going, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. <sighs> now I can take a deep breath. I can decompress here. We got to take a break. Our friend Mike Jones, supposed to be set to join the program, senior NFL writer for The Athletic. Mike spent a good portion of his career covering this dumpster fire of a football team. We'll ask him what he feels needs to happen in order for this group to head in the right direction. A buddy, Rick Snyder, over at 106.7 The Fan, he's a columnist for The Fan, wrote a very hard-hitting piece 
about the Commanders following their ugly loss Sunday in Dallas. It feels like doomsday around here right now. It does. For me, at least. And I honestly, I honestly, truly, for the life of me, just cannot believe how things have gone four weeks into the season for Washington. Things have gone this terribly for this football team. We've reached this point already in week four. Are the Washington Commanders the worst team in the NFL? I'll answer that question for you next. I'm all right. I appreciate y'all checking in with me, man. This is me. This is so-so me. Needle and thread, man. What Lil Wayne say? I'm him. There's a reason. There's a reason I'm going so hard. I want to hear from you guys, though. The phones are back working. No coincidence I got the phones back jumping, huh? 301-230-098. We got Mike Jones of The Athletic coming up at 1.30. 12.30, excuse me. He's covered this football team for years. He's made it big time. He's gone national. Got to holler at him out at training camp. He also was of the belief that this thing would be much better than what it is right now as we sit here four weeks into the season. I said it in the opener, man. At some point, people must be held responsible for what's transpired here over the past month. You're 1-0. You had a chance. Had a chance to get this thing off on the right foot. You did everything you could in week one. I clapped for you. I was there for you. I was the first one to pat your back. Now, now it's time to be real because the numbers are ugly. You can't put lipstick on a pig and expect it to be cute. Nothing about this is cute. The black jerseys weren't cute. The new name isn't cute. When is this group going to realize nothing else matters but wins and losses? 301-230-0980. Where are you at right now? Let's take the temperature of the fan base. Where are you at right now? Why should I be optimistic about this group moving forward? And if you're going to call in here today, please come with your A game. You see what type of mood I'm in. I'm very short-fused for stupidity today. At some point, at some point, Ron Rivera and company must realize this is a town and a fan base that is built off rich tradition and history. People die behind this team. People spend their hard-earned dollars to go all the way out to Jerry's World in Texas and support this garbage product. Yet we put up 10 points offensively. We signed, we traded for Carson Wentz. Gave up draft capital. Didn't redo his $28 million deal. At some point, though, everything's got to be looked at. Everything's got to be under the microscope. Got some terrible news on the injury front for Washington. Our friend Jeremy Fowler over at ESPN reported, Commander Center Chase Roulier likely going to be done for the entirety of the season. He's having knee surgery today. Probably going to wipe him out for the remainder of the year. Guess what? Next man up. The thing I heard, though, I believe this was via Nikki Javala of the Washington Post. Washington this morning converted some of Chase Roulier's contract money to create $4.5 million in cap room. Why is Chase Roulier the one taking a pay cut? Why is Chase Roulier's money the one being moved? Do something that makes sense, Washington. Carson Wentz is making $28 million. You told us that you sat on your hands this offseason because Carson Wentz's contract figure was supposed to limit how freely you can spend in free agency. Carson Wentz's big contract was supposedly the reason why Terry McLaurin had to miss all of mandatory minicamp. Guess what? You don't think that's having an impact on this football team? Let's be real. I'm done sugarcoating things, man. Terry McLaurin is one of the top 10 receivers in the sport. And it takes us until week four to get him a catch in the first quarter. Yet I'm supposed to be okay with the product that's on the field, right? Yeah, I'm supposed to be okay. I'm tripping. I need to temper it back, right? You tell me why. 
You tell me why. We're supposed to be at a point right now where this group is lighting people up offensively. We're supposed to be at a point right now where this group is supposed to be much further along than what they are right now. And that's why I'm at the point where I can't take it anymore. I sat up here all last week and told you all. I told you. Go back and replay the film. Go on the Odyssey app. Go wherever you get your podcast. Burgundy and Gold today. And go back and listen to what the hell I said. I don't speak for no reason. I'm not some hot take artist. I'm not some young shock jock. I do this. At some point, we have to start getting results. And it's a difference when the team is competitive. It's a difference when you're losing one score contest. This team isn't even competitive. You suffered another double-digit loss on Sunday. You have the worst point differential in the entire sport. Yet I'm supposed to be okay. Yet they're trying to walk me off a ledge. They're trying to calm me down, having on-air therapy sessions. Give me a break. Let's start being real. Let's start being real. I will not sugarcoat anything from here on out. We got 13 more weeks left of this. I called last week a must-win. This week, 110% a must-win. Let Tennessee come in here and beat this football team on Sunday. I beg them to. I beg them to. Then what does the conversation become? Then what does the narrative become? Because all I heard Monday from Ron Rivera was a laundry list of excuses as to why the product hasn't been good enough. At some point, at some point, you have to take accountability. And that's my key word for today is accountability. When you call in today, give me your key word for this commander's team for the remainder of the season. Mine is accountability. You must be accountable. But that's what happens when the boss doesn't have a boss. 301-230-0980. The phone lines are packed right now. I see you out there. We got Mike Jones from The Athletic coming up at 1230. He'll help us get to the bottom of this dumpster fire that is the Washington Commanders. Let's go to Nelson, who's in Fredericksburg, wants to tap in. What's going on, Nelson? Yeah, listen, I, I enjoy your fervor there. But listen, I've been doing this since 1977, as, as old as I was able to carry a football myself. Don't let this team make you hate football. That's where I'm at. Um, I'm, I'm tired of this team. This is the first time I've checked in in a while. I'm, I'm out. Unless I see two games put together where they win, I'm out. And that's my new rule. I'm not going to walk around Sunday mad at the uh, the kids and the, and the wife and everything else. So with that, you know, just it's just sliding the players, sliding the coaches. It's always the same narrative. It's all damage control. Wentz will play his last game this Sunday because uh, Ron uh, Riverboat Ron, he has to do something. You got to push it downhill, right? That's right. management one on one. So he's got to be the one who's got to fall on the sword. He'll get another three or four games with another quarterback, and then it'll be time to look at him when they lose their ninth game. And that's when it's going to be time to start talking about the future. So don't let them hate, you know, don't let this team make you hate football. Watch the game of the week and uh, survive it. All right? Hey, I appreciate you, my man. Look, nothing can keep me down. At, at some point, though, I had to get some things off my chest in a way that you all could understand it. Because sometimes numbers and analytics don't tell the true story. At some point, you need somebody to be real. Let's go to Chuck in South Carolina before we take the break. What's going on, Chuck? My key word is garbage can juice. That's all the way at the bottom of the trash can. Runs out the trash bag. You know what I'm saying? But honestly, though, man, at Sunday, I had hope Sunday. I said, oh, man, they running the ball. We going to win. You know what I'm saying? And then, lo and behold, here we go. We get a big first down, and we right back dropping – Carson Wentz. I just don't understand, man. I put all this, and I mean all of it, all of it on the coaches, man. It's like they trying to sabotage this team, man. I'm like you, man. I'm I'm, I'm so sick, man. I am so sick of this team, man. It's, it's just crazy. Hey, I appreciate the call, man. Look, this is all show long for me. This is the next 13 weeks for me. I, I'm, I'm there. I've reached my point of no return. What's it going to take for you? The loss, the, the, the loss Sunday in Dallas was my, my nail in the proverbial coffin. And it's more frustrating because I sat up here all week long and tried to tell people, like, look, we're in code red mode. Because the conversation and the narrative now for the remainder of the season, until Sunday at least, is ugly. 
Very ugly. What did Rick Snyder say? You can't put lipstick on a pig. Our friend Mike Jones set to join the program. Senior NFL writer for The Athletic. Mike spent a good portion of his career covering this football team. We'll ask him how he feels and what he feels needs to happen in order for this group to head in the right direction. Linnell Willingham here with you for till 3 o'clock right here on Burgundy and Gold today. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ucalypt speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details We're just getting rolling here on Burgundy in Gold today. Liddell Willingham taking you up to 3 o'clock here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. We'll call today Autopsy Day for the Washington Commanders. I'm trying to get to the bottom of why this thing has gone off the rails just a month into the season. Joining us right now on the Team 980 guest hotline is NFL national writer for The Athletic, Mr. Mike Jones. You can follow him on Twitter at Jones. What's going on, my man? How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How you doing? Oh, I'm awful. I am god awful. We are in we it's doomsday here in our nation's capital, Mike Jones. And and you I wanted to have you on because you've covered this team on a day-to-day basis in the past. Right now, this group, three straight losses. You have the worst point differential in football, and your offense is last in the NFL in yards per play. Why should I be optimistic about the Washington Commanders moving forward, Mike Jones? You know, I feel like we've been here yeah. before many, many times. Um, here we are. It's a quarter of the month away through the season, and already hope is has uh, faded pretty uh, dramatically. Um, it's hard to, to find some optimism, uh, especially when you look at the offensive line um, that's in shambles and you look at uh, the quarterback play that is not good. Um, some of that has to do with pass protection, um, but not all of it. Um, and you look at the, uh, the the defense that isn't playing up to standards. Um, you, you hope that maybe um, Chase Young, when he returns, can help the defense some, but he's one person. He's not going to fix everything. Um, and you just you look at this, this coaching staff and the leadership, and you wonder, okay, where is this roster actually better before better now than what it was when Ron Rivera took over. And I don't know that you can really point to a lot. Maybe uh, the wide receiver position is a little bit better. But otherwise, you know, I, I don't know that this team uh, has gotten better. And obviously the record uh, indicates that they haven't. Mike, obviously, you know, you know the ins and outs of the National Football League and the way things work. You've You've seen coaches and the way they handle the media here in town and you know, this could be known as a media circus. You know, not 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 as big, big as your New York and your Philadelphia, but but when things go south here, pressure you know mounts on on the head coaches here. Washington is fifteen and twenty three under Ron Rivera. Ten of those twenty three losses have come by fourteen points or more. If Daniel Snyder wasn't submerged in the garbage that he's you know dealing with right now, do you think do you think the seat would be hot right now for Ron Rivera? 
Um, yeah, probably so. And I mean, it could be, I mean, he's fortunate right now. Like you said, Snyder's going through a lot of stuff and, um, you know, I, I don't know financially where this organization is. Mm. I don't know that they could afford to fire Rivera and his staff and also pay another staff at the same time. Um, you know, I've heard some things that suggest that they're, they're not in position to do that. Um, uh, but you know, Ron has, has talked a good talk and he's been, you know, inspirational in his battle with cancer and, and, you know, getting them into the playoffs that first, you know, uh, go round. Uh, but the improvement has not happened. And so you wonder, okay, right now he might be okay, but say this thing goes further south. Mm. Um, by the end of the season, then they might not have any choice but to make a change. Um, unfortunately, it just the cycle continues to repeat itself. Mike, you were you were out there at training camp. Got got to spend some time with you out there. I know you got the opportunity to talk one on one with offensive coordinator Scott Turner, and you know, based on our conversations, he expressed optimism to you about the future of this offense and how Carson Wentz would fit. From your vantage point, what has gone wrong offensively uh, for Washington here? And, and, and are you surprised based off of what you heard from Scott Turner this summer? Um, yeah, you know, I, I kind of I, I did feel like maybe there was a chance that because of all that they had around him um, with, you know, wide receivers and, you know, some talented um, running backs that – that maybe, you know, they had a chance to do something here. And, and Carson talked a good talk as well. Um, you know, the offensive line is very important, and they have a lot of uh, plugged-in pieces there, not a lot of uh, proven um, high-quality pieces. And, and, you know, we see their quarterback. I mean, Carson Wentz does a lot that he, you know, hurts himself with. Right. But there's a lot of times that he's getting hit before he, you know, finishes a three-step drop. That, that's not supposed to happen. A three-step drop is supposed to allow a quarterback to get the pass off clean, um, and he instead has people in his face the, the moment he takes the snap and steps back. Um, so it is surprising that uh, this unit is uh, still continuing to struggle like it has um, because they really felt like, hey, Carson Wentz has got a lot left, and we can take advantage of what he does well. It fits our personnel well. Uh, but we haven't seen the results of that thus far. Joining us right now on the Team 980 guest hotline is NFL national writer for The Athletic, Mike Jones. You can follow him on Twitter at ByMikeJones. Mike, let, let's, let's get off of Washington here for a second. In a, in a nutshell here, the NFC East right now is the best division in football from a record standpoint. Jalen Hurts of Philadelphia have obviously taken that step forward. Dallas has been able to stay afloat with Cooper Rush in there as, as the starter. When this thing all boils down, who do you think ends up as the eventual winner uh, of this division? Um, I think it's going to be the Eagles. Uh, from everything we see, not just because Jalen Hurts, but they, they can, they've got talent at wide receiver. They can run the ball. They probably have the best offensive line in football. Uh, they have a defense that can get after teams, force turnovers, got a very talented secondary. As I ask around, and I was doing that um, – uh, this week, as, as we hit the first quarter mark of the season, a lot of people, talent evaluators in the league, feel like they are the most well-rounded. And, yeah, I know they've played Washington and Minnesota um, and Detroit and Jacksonville, so they not haven't yeah. been world beaters, but they've still played very well. Um, and the thing that impressed a lot of people was the way, okay, they got up to a slow start, they fell into a 14-point hole, but they didn't flinch. They were, were resilient. They just continued to, to take care of business, and they clawed their way out of it. And then, you know, you know, picked up the, another victory to remain as the only undefeated team in the league. Yeah, I agree with you. So you're not as high on the Dallas Cowboys. Why is that? Well, I mean, I just don't know. Um, you know, I mean, right now Cooper Rush is doing well. We'll see what happens when Dak gets back, you know, it, it seems uh, that, you know, they have an opportunity, but I just, I feel like they're going to do a Dallas at some point <laughs> late in the season where, you know, it's just that they're going to disappoint. They're not going to live up to expectations. Um, they do have a very good defense. Their defense is, is fantastic. Um, Micah Parsons is a monster. 
but I just I still have questions about their offense. Um, you know, I'm I'm not as high on. I know everybody feels like, hey, they've got the next great um, you know head coach and Kellen Moore. I'm not a fan <laughs> of his play calling. Yeah. Um, you know, and and so and the connection between Dak and CD Lamb is a little questionable. Um, you know, so we'll see. But I just when I compare the two teams, fewer questions with Philadelphia than there is Dallas. Let's take a bird's eye view here at the entire league right now, Mike. We're at the quarter pole, technically, even though there's an added game. So technically you're not at the quarter pole. But through four weeks, which team has impressed you the most and which team has been the biggest disappointment, in your opinion? Um, well, Miami, leading up to before the two um, you know, concussions, was the one that really impressed me. I, I figured that, you know, okay, they had a good defense. They have questions on offense. They got a first-year head coach. I didn't expect them to go toe-to-toe with and beat uh, Buffalo. Um, right now, if the season ended, you know, they would be the number one seed if That's, it ended wow. today, Staggered. which is crazy, you know. Um, but again, they've got, you know, game changing talent at both wide receiver positions. They've got decent running backs. They've got a really good defense and they have a quarterback that's confident and playing well. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, you hope that he doesn't have lingering, um, you know, you know, symptoms uh, from those concussions. Uh, but uh, you know, they they really have gotten off to a strong start, and I think it's pretty impressive. So they would be my pick for the most impressive so far, just because um, I expected Buffalo to be good. I expected yeah. you know you know Tampa and, and and Green Bay and the the 49ers and the Rams all be in the thick of things at the NFC. I never expected that uh, the Dolphins would be one of the best teams um, in the AFC. On the flip side of that, Mike. Through four weeks, what what team is you know giving you less than to be desired to this point? Um, you know, Tampa Bay is one of those teams. Um, they just look off offensively. Yeah. You know, I expected that their defense was going to give Patrick Mahomes more trouble than what um, they did. Um, they really did not pose a threat um, last week um, when they faced each other uh, this past Sunday. Um, so I, but I, but I wondered if they were going to be for a drop off. Um, I think age. Um, is a factor at some spots and in injuries along the offensive line, retirements off of the offensive line, um, you know, has just made it a little more difficult for them. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens um, if they get this thing turned around. They've been aggressive in overhauling um, their roster um, midseason before. We'll see if they do something like that again. Let's go back to Washington here for a second, Mike. Obviously, they gave up draft capital to acquire Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz plays 70% of the snaps this year, the third-round pick that Washington sent to Indianapolis converts to a second-round pick. Do you think that that is going to go into their decision-making process and when it's time to pull the plug on Carson Wentz if we get to that point? Well, I mean, you got to see, okay, what do you have behind him and is that give you a better chance to win? Um, You know, I don't know that the answer is yes. Um, you know, just, yeah, I don't know if you, you can't really think about, um, the draft picks right now you're trying to win, you know, and you've got, um, you know, a decent amount invested in him. So you just got to hope that you can continue to make him comfortable, help him find, um, a connection with his receivers and, you know, and, and you know, get a return on your investment because if you don't, then there's a lot of money. Um, that's uh, that's tied up, and also you know, like you mentioned, um, draft capital that's wasted. So um, they almost need this thing to work out. Yeah. Michael, I'll let you go on this, my man. Based off of everything you know about this organization, and based off of the talent that they've got right now on the field, does Washington get this thing turned around? Um, I don't think so, man. Um, I just been here, done that, huh? Yeah, yeah. I feel it feels too similar to years past. And you don't see a whole lot of hope along the horizon. Yes, you know, you'll get Chase Young back, uh, but injuries at the offensive line, um, you know, it could be without Dotson for a little while at wide receiver. Um, you know, it just, there's a lot. You hope that maybe they can, can you know, find the rhythm, uh, but uh, so far it doesn't look very, very promising. Hey, I appreciate your time, my man. Enjoy the rest of the season. All right, thanks. I'll be talking to you. That is our friend Mike Jones of The Athletic. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at ByMikeJones. It's always good to get the perspective of someone who works in the national media who isn't 
in this area and in this town on a day-to-day basis. Because, you know, and I'm guilty of it, being around the toxicity and the, the negativity, it, it's hard not to fall victim to the system, so to speak. It's hard not to feed into the negativity surrounding this team. Doc Walker had a tremendous line Sunday during the postgame show, and I think I agree with him. Look, as frustrated as I am with this with this regime and this football team as a whole, it's not fair to guys like Deron Payne and John Allen and Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin to give up on this group. It's just not. It's not right. They didn't come in and create this mess. They're, they're just a part of it at this, at this point. But I'm of the mindset that, hey, look, if guys, aren't, if guys that are out there aren't producing and giving you the results that you need, at some point you have to think about making personnel changes. We saw them do it Sunday uh, in the game against Dallas. Sadiq Charles comes in and is going to be the right guard moving forward. But Trey Turner, the guy you brought in, didn't practice much during training camp, yet for some reason was named the day one starter. And that that's where I get frustrated with this group. Ron has preached changing the culture and promoting competition. That's that that's not that. Handing a guy the keys to a job because he's a free agent signing, that that's not preaching competition. How the hell does someone only practice four times during the entirety of training camp, yet week one he's your starter? That's where I get frustrated. And I think that's where we as fans get frustrated. Because look, this is not Carolina. I say it all the time. People listen to the things that you say in these press conferences. People, your word holds weight in this town as the head coach of this football team. People want answers. This is 25 years of ineptitude. People are fed up. People want real answers and people want to know, are you the guy to, to, to get this ship out of the rut? Or should we start looking elsewhere? I want to hear from you guys, though. 301 230 0980. We're going to open up the phones and hit the phones hard here next segment. Why does Washington, what reason do I have, excuse me, to be optimistic about the Washington Commanders moving forward? 301 230 0980. We'll hear from Rick Snyder at about 1 30. He's a columnist over on 1067 The Fan. He wrote a hard hitting piece this weekend after the Commanders' loss in Dallas. We'll talk more about that at 1 30. Coming up. Why are you optimistic about the Washington Commanders moving forward? Don't go anywhere. This is the Team 980. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Team 980 and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Linnell Willingham taking you up to 3 o'clock here on these airwaves. Burgundy and gold today, the new midday show here in town. The combination of myself, the legend, Scott Jackson, and the DOC, Rick Doc Walker. We got you covered weekdays 12 to 3 right here on the Team 980. Expert analysis, fan reaction, and the biggest names in Burgundy and Gold history. want to give a big thanks to Mike Jones for hopping on with us last segment. If you missed that, lucky for you, we got the Odyssey Rewind feature. Go back and listen to that, man. Just real, honesty, forthcoming stuff from Mike Jones, someone who's covered this football team on a day-to-day basis before, someone who knows all about just how dysfunctional this group has been over the past 20-plus years. And to get his perspective, someone who doesn't follow the team on a day-to-day basis anymore, someone who gives you that national perspective, it's great, man. It really is. Mike Jones, tell him to us how a T.I. is, man. And and I'm at the point with this group where it's like, look, you got to show me something. Show me signs of life. That's more so what I'm frustrated with with Washington right now. It feels as if, it feels as if, this group is 
being hung out to dry, hanging us out to dry. You got two games coming up here, two very winnable games back-to-back coming up here. Now, I'll preface all that by saying, well, I thought Dallas was a pretty winnable game, being that you had a backup in there in Cooper Rush. He dices you up. So at some point, maybe I need to lower my expectations for what this group can be. But it's so difficult to do that when everything we've heard this offseason was that, oh, no, it's A-OK to have high expectations for this group. You know why? We added a $28 million quarterback. We added two new starters up front along the offensive line. We drafted one of the best wide receivers in college football a year ago. Everything should be trending in the right direction right now. It should be. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for the product that's been put on the field the past three weekends. There really isn't. But the beautiful thing about all of this and where I do give my colleagues credit and they, and they do a great job tempering my emotions. This is a week-to-week league. You've got 13 more of these things. It's up to the guys in that locker room to determine whether or not this thing is going to change moving forward. It's up to the guys in the locker room to decide, hey, look, are we going to continue to get punched in the mouth? Or are we going to punch back? At some point, you have to show signs of life. You can't continue to go out and not score points offensively. You scored 18 points the past two weekends. 18 points. This is the third most paid offense in the National Football League. And we'll get into more of those numbers as the show rolls on here. There's no excuse. There really isn't. We'll continue to hear from Ron Rivera as the show moves forward. Pulled out a couple pieces of audio from his press conference yesterday. And he has been here this third season here uh, leading this thing here in Washington. Yesterday was probably the most annoyed I've ever been listening to him. And I never want to make this thing personal at all. I know based off of people I trust that tell me things. Ron Rivera is a hell of a human being. He's a great leader of men. But his time here in Washington, if this thing doesn't turn around as soon as next week, his time here in Washington may start ticking. It it, it may reach a point where, look, I know the fans are always quick to overreact, myself included. Look, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I am. I'm a fan first. I say it all the time. But, man, I'm real. I'm real. You can't tell me, based off of what you've seen the past three weeks, that there are many reasons for optimism. You just can't tell me that. You got a hot Tennessee Titans team coming in this week. They've won two in a row. Derrick Henry starting to figure it out, running the football. They're dealing with big-time injuries up front as well. It's no excuse for it, in my opinion. Like I said, at some point, playmakers have to make plays. I know we all want to blame Ron Rivera. I know we all want to blame Jack Del Rio. I know we all want to blame Scott Turner. They are not without blame. But from my vantage point, at the end of the day, playmakers must make plays consistently to win in this league. There's nothing else really to say about it. I will say this. Damn proud, damn proud of this commander's defense and the way that they performed last weekend. Outside of the two terrible penalties that you had and Kendall Fuller getting burnt in the slot by a former tight end, I'm pleased that group seems like they're taking positive steps in the right direction. Can the rest of the team wake up? Seriously, we were calling for Jack Del Rio's neck two weeks ago in Detroit. We were calling for him to be fired. He calls out guys in the media, but guess what? They responded. They responded. The last two weekends defensively, Washington, in my opinion, has done enough to win. Now it's about playing complementary football on a consistent basis and figuring out what type of season this is going to be. Are you going to pack it in after four weeks? You're going to finish 6-11? and You're going to be a five-win team? At some point, you got to decide if you're Washington what type of season is this going to be. you got two very winnable games coming up here. you got Tennessee. Hopefully, you're getting your sledgehammer back in Brian Robinson. you got a short week. You're on the road in Chicago. They have to pick up both of these next two, or else this thing's going to get ugly. 
It's like a ball of butcher knives rolling downhill. That's what it's like right now. If they don't get it together, once again, Matty Ice, you can clip this off. Linnell, once again, on a Tuesday in October, is declaring Sunday at home against Tennessee a must-win football game. And if they don't, they can't beat Tennessee Sunday? If they can't beat the Titans Sunday, you know what? I'll tell you next what happens if they can't beat the Titans on Sunday. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.